0: If you have your Bibles or your Bible app or your Westover Hills app, however you get to the Word of God, go ahead and join me in 1 Timothy. We're in the middle, 2 Timothy, we're in the middle of a series entitled Scare Tactics. It's Halloween season, and I don't know, my Facebook feed is filled with people scaring everybody. It's just everything that I read now is this person scaring this friend or this advertisement for a creepy costume that's on sale or whatever the place. So uh, it's all over our culture. It's everywhere. It's what's, we're being indated in the month of October, whether you like that or not. I'm just telling you, it's everywhere. And so I wanted to just expose the enemy for who he is, and he only really has Uh, One tactic, and that is this tactic of fear and to scare those of us who are trying to follow after God or those of us who are on a journey um, trying to get back to the Lord. Like, his goal is to make sure you and I never, ever, ever make it into a relationship with God. Do you know that? Like, he has one goal, and that's so that you and I never make it back to a relationship with God. And he uses the fear tactic, the scare tactic in order to keep us from Him. And we've been unpacking several fears, and we're going to continue to do that tonight. And tonight, we're going to unpack the fear of losing control. Yeah, that's a scary one. I have an eight-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter, and every day, I feel like that is, I am losing the battle on control in my house. Uh, It's the fear of every parent that their kid's going to grow up. And they're not going to be able to speak into their life anymore. And, and that may happen for you earlier than some. Some of you happened when they were toddlers, all right? You just lost control then. It was no hope, and they've just been ruling the house ever since. But it's the fear of every parent, every person who's growing up in this room, getting older, the fear of losing the grip and control over life. And so tonight, it's really a ploy of the enemy. And we've talked about two other fears. We've talked about the fear of intimacy The fear of being close to God, the fear of being close to one another, and how the enemy wants to just build these walls between us and God and us and each other. And we talked about last week the fear of rejection, and how sometimes just wanting to please people, we forget that we were placed on this earth to please the Lord. And tonight I want to just talk about the fear of rejection, and we've taken this verse in 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, and it just simply says this, for God has not given us a spirit a fear that doesn't come from the Lord. That's not God's plan. He doesn't lead us by fear, okay? And so I, I, I know that that can be sometimes confusing when you see the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. In Proverbs, that is a different word than this word that is being used. The spirit of fear, scare tactics, that doesn't come from the Lord. But to be in awe or reverence of God, that's the fear that Proverbs speaks of. This is a different type of fear. The fear the Bible says that doesn't come from the Lord. The fear, uh, of spirit of fear doesn't come from Him. But we've been given, but power, love, and say this last one with me, a sound mind. Some translations say self-discipline, the ability to uh, process things in a sound way, but it's a sound mind. And we've been taking this passage of Scripture and applying it and owning it in our lives. That the spirit of fear is not how we're to be led, but we're to be led by God's power, God's love, and the ability to reason and discern things in our life. Uh, Tonight, as we unpack this fear of losing control, I'm reminded what Scripture says in Proverbs chapter 12. It says, an anxious heart weighs a man down. It weighs a person down. And really, that's the byproduct of the fear of losing control is anxiousness, anxiety, stress, which we have unpacked in this room many times, the fear of worry, nervousness, always thinking about what could be or even the fear of the unknown. I don't know what my next step is. He, he asked for my phone number and I gave it to him but he hasn't texted me back and now I'm nervous. What is he, when is he supposed to call me back? The fear of the unknown can sometimes freeze you when we were kids, we would play hide-and-go-seek. It was one of my favorite games. I love playing hide-and-go-seek. But there's something about when, when you don't know, but you can hear the person, and when they're close, but you don't know where they are, and you're hiding, that you just get this overwhelming sense of frozenness in your body. You can't move. You, you, it's even hard to breathe, because you don't know where the person who's, you're just, that's what fear does. It freezes us. It keeps us immobile. And as we talk about losing control, it shows itself in the area of anxiety, and worry. Now, I'm sure there are some people in this room who are a little nervous and anxious about what's going to happen 30 days from now in our country. Uh, You've got to be living in a cave to not realize we're all a little anxious. And nervous. And may, some of us may even feel like we're going to lose some control over some very important things in our country. But tonight, again, the tactic of the enemy is to whisper in your ear and say, you're losing it all. And the reality is that's not the case. God is still on a throne, which means he's still in charge, which means he's still leading this whole thing. But the enemy uses the enemy uses anxiety. And he uses fear uh, to keep us from moving forward. So a little litmus test, all right? So if you're taking notes, you can maybe just make a checkbox. You don't have to write these down, but maybe make a little tally mark somewhere. And if you get a lot of these tally marks, this is not a kind of test you want to pass, okay? Just so you know that. This is an anxiety test. So if you are saying yes to any of these, you may be leaning towards this anxious heart. So question number one, are you rattled when things don't go as expected? You had one idea planned for vacation, and the airline says, I'm sorry you can't go on this day, or the weather shows up, and then you just unravel. Are you that person? You could you could have the fear of losing control. All right, just don't elbow anybody or point fingers, but just your own personal evaluation tonight. Do you often worry about things that are beyond your control? You drive on 410 at 7:30 in the morning, and you get freaked out because you can't go 70 miles, 65, that's, that's what I, I go 65, sorry, 65 miles an hour, the speed limit. I almost said 70, that's not the speed limit. I go 65, 65, right? You, do you fret about things that are out of your control? You show up to the grocery store and they're out of your favorite cookie brand, all right? Do you just, you want to go find the manager? You want to, you know, make them go into the back of the store? I know you have them hidden back there, dude. You just need to, you know, are you that kind of person? You You, you might be... Fear of losing control. I hear some yeses, some confessions happening in the room. Healing is taking place right now. (laughs) Do you lose sleep over pressing issues? Do you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night? Maybe having even nightmares, bad dreams. Do you feel, and and the, the source of these dreams and nightmares are, The pressing issues in your life, the mortgage, the the CPS bill is overdue. And and so do do you have this, is it pressing and so keeping you awake at night? Is it hard to turn off your mind? Do you find in our generation when we're fully connected, I mean, literally the phone that I have has a blue light filter. They had to put something in the phone because they know I'm going to stare at it 10 minutes before I go to bed and blue light is going to keep me awake and I tell my brain. It's still daytime. So they put a blue light filter in the phone to trick my brain to say, I'm not really looking at anything right now. So, I mean, they had to help us out a little bit because sometimes we can't turn our brains off because we're so nervous. What if I miss a tweet? What if I miss a Snapchat? What if I miss... What if I miss something and I'm going to be left behind and the whole world's going to move it forward. And I'm going to be back in last year's, you know, last week's or last night's tweet. You know, do you have a hard time shutting down? You could be, you could be an anxious heart. Does the unknown intimidate you? Does it cause an uneasiness? I remember when I landed in Turkey in 2008, I got to fly over to Turkey and be a part of, so thankful I'm not there now. They're going through some pretty crazy stuff. Let's pray. But I got to go there in 2008 and I remember getting down the, the little steps and everything was in a different language and I just sweat, you know, I was like, I don't I, I, I don't know what's going on here, I don't know how to speak this language, I'm, I, I'm intimidated, I didn't know where my luggage was and neither did the airline. So uh, we, we, are you intimidated by the unknown? When you step into a season where maybe even when God calls you to do something you've never done before, is it intimidating? Do you get the butterflies in your stomach? Do you, do you get nervous? be you're you're afraid because you want to have all the details you want to know the answers and do you often imagine the worst case scenario they made a game for you all right there's a game called the worst case scenario game there's a book they they wrote that book for you worst case scenario go to barnes and nobles and it's like this thick because there's so many what ifs in the world okay do you do you just sit there and go well you know this could happen. You know, the wheels could fall off the car. We need to make sure that's tight. You know, the the house could catch on fire spontaneously. So we need to make sure all the smoke, you know. Do you just find yourself pondering all the time about the worst case scenarios? Your daughter comes to you and says, yeah, I want to go out, you know, with some friends. And automatically, you're like putting them in bubble wrap because you're like, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get a car accident. You're going to get stolen. They're going to take you down. They're going to kidnap you. And you're not, I'm never going to see it. Mom, I'm just going to Walmart, right? Like, I'm just, just can I go get some milk, right? Do you play out? You could be an anxious heart. And so tonight, that's not, that's not how God wants us to live. You know that. God did not design us to live with anxiety. It actually kills people. It is a killer. It actually can physically kill people because it's so not how our bodies were designed to handle. It wasn't designed for us to take that much pressure and that much weight and the fear of losing control. We weren't designed to be in control of very much. We were designed to let him be in control of our life. So tonight, if that's you, if you said, you know, wow, I'm like 9 out of 9 out of those things. I'm, I'm 8 out of 9. I'm on the top, top 3 of those things. I've got most of those in my life. I'm at the top 5% that falls in the anxious heart. Then tonight's for you. And what I want to just leave you is not that you have to live with this fear of losing control anymore. But I want to give you something that Jesus said only he can give. The world can't even, You can't pop a pill to help this out. You can't go to a a class to help you out. You you can't, you can't, I'll I'll be honest with you, you can't even get this just from reading. You, You have to experience this. Jesus says, I got something that only I can give you. And he says, the peace that I give you is not like the world gives you. It doesn't come in the form of a bottle or depressant. It comes in the form of God and his son and freedom in Jesus. And he provides peace of mind that only he can provide. So, tonight, if you're like, man, I checked all of those things, I'm here to tell you that the King of Kings has brought his son down to this earth to provide peace of mind to you. And that's really where this battle of losing control is in it's in the mind. And Paul talks about this all throughout the New Testament, that we're to take captive thoughts and we're to, we're to renew our minds. And tonight we're going to do that. We're going to give you two simple ways to just fight this fear of losing control and, and, and always having to have a, a, a grip on everything and know everything and be in control of everything. We're going we're to let loose tonight by letting us have a peace of mind. So number one is simply this. If you have your Bible, you're taking notes in the Bible app, just number one is simply this. You got to take your mind off sometimes. You got to take your mind off of the what ifs of fear. If you're in this room, I want to free you from the practice of going down the, well, what if this, but what if this, but what if that, but you're what you're ifing God's dream and plan for you to death. But what if God doesn't come through? He told me to do this. He, he, he. I, in a prayer, or in a in a personal moment, I, I heard Him speak to me. But what if it doesn't happen? Or what if they don't like me? And we talked about the fear of rejection, and we play these what if games with God. What if we what if it to death? And God's going, What if none of that happens and everything works out according to my plan over your life? We have to learn to literally take our mind off of the what ifs of fear. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a dangerous carousel that just keeps going round and around. Jesus said it this way, uh, make up your mind <laughs> not to worry beforehand. you got to approach this fear with, I'm, I already know the enemy going to bring this in my life. When my student hit high school, yeah, it turned up the heat big time, all right? When my daughter went to college, I couldn't tell you how intense it was. I felt like I was losing control of things. You need to approach it like this. Jesus says, make up your mind beforehand that you're going to trust Him in all things. We've got to make up our mind beforehand. Jesus is going to tell us that. Make up your mind not to worry beforehand. There's a practice of saying, you know what? I'm going to put my faith and my trust in Him beforehand. I'm going to make the decision before it gets rough in the road. I'm going to make the decision before it goes my way. I'm going to make the decision now in a logical sense, surrounded by people who are going to encourage me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to make that decision when my, when my 16-year-old daughter walks in and has her driver's license. It's like, Dad, can I have the car keys? Uh, I'm not going to try to make that decision. I have to already beforehand trust and not begin to fear because it's in those moments that God begins to show us his love as we trust him and even in those small details. The other day I was driving to pick up a car to go pick up my in-laws in Houston. And I had to go like uh, to a car dealership and uh, they're going to try me over here to get another car. And the gentleman that was driving me was 17 years old. I haven't been in a car with a 17-year-old in a really long time besides myself when I was 17. All right, And, and I got in the car and my wife knows this, that when she drives, I sleep. Not because she's so peaceful of a driver, because I have fear of losing control, all right? And so when she drives, I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> because I, if I'm not out, she suffers, all right? Because she drives amazingly, but I have a fear of losing control. And so when she's I'm like, ah, I got the little wheel, and I'm slamming the brake. I'm hitting the dashboard, and that's what I'm doing. If I, so I just go, I'm out. I'll, I'll just fall asleep. Um, and, and the Lord has gave me peace of mind to do that. But I got in the car with this boy that I didn't know, this man that I didn't know, a young man, and I was like, I can't fall asleep on him. I don't know him. That would be weird. How you doing? You're gonna drive me? I'm out because I don't know how you're gonna drive. So I had to stay awake, and he's driving me from this location to the next. And oh Lord, now I know why my insurance went up when I was 17 years old. Uh, he's driving, and I'm, I'm experiencing this fear of losing control as I'm in the car because I am literally holding onto the thing, holding onto the dashboard. My foot is like this, and the, the young man's. So they're da- 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 talking to me, and he's touching the radio, and I'm like, dude, you better look at the road, and I'm getting upset with this young man, and he doesn't know me, and I don't know. It's awkward in the car, and you know, but I realized this, this guy has my whole life in his hands. If he wanted to just turn me off, I mean, he is in control, and I was laying my life at his hands, and then I said, hey, bro, this is, this is I don't know, this is, it was his car. I said... We got on to 410, and I said, bro, you don't mind right here. I need to get something to drink. Will you get over here to this gas station? We exit the gas station, and I took his keys. I said, bro, I got to drive. I'm sorry. He's like, hey, this is my car. I I know. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. You've all heard that, right? It's not you. It's me. This fear. It's real, this fear of losing control. Well, What if? What if he was looking at me in the car? I mean, my brain just was going nuts. And the enemy does it to us. God's like, man, I got a destination for you to go. I've got a place for you to be. I got some ministry for you to start. And what do we do? But what if, but what if, but what if, but what if? And Jesus says, you need to make up your mind. You need to make up your mind. Before it all happens, before before the issues and the situations, determine today, right here in this place, I will trust him in all things. I'm going to choose. He says we can choose. Make up your mind beforehand not to worry. It's a choice. He says this in my notes. I said, worry never changes anything for good, ever. It never changes anything to good. Well, I'm in it, dude. I'm in the middle of it, and I'm stressing Is it adding to your life? No, it's not. Worry never changes anything for good. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 6. He says, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? It's a rhetorical question. No one answered Jesus right there. Uh, I think, no, put your hand down. You can't. It's a rhetorical question. He's saying it's impossible. You're, you're going you're to worry for nothing. You have to learn in these moments before your teenager ever gets into middle school, before you ever get the offer for the new job, before the ministry ever even starts. You have to choose today. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to choose beforehand. He has my best interest in mind. I'm going to trust him. And he's not going to lead me astray. I have to take my mind off. The what is. Check this out. The enemy's tactic of fear. Put this in your notes. The enemy's tactic of fear is designed to keep you from God's best. He knows that if you trust him 100%, you're going to find yourself walking with the God who created the universe, who knows everything about your life. He's going to find that if you, if you completely obey him, you're going to find yourself in the most fulfilled life ever. So he says, I'm going to make you worry. I'm going to bring this fear and he whispered in Eve's life. He whispered in Adam's life in the garden. He told them, listen, you, you, God didn't say that. Did he really say that? And I'm like, come on. He's, he wanted them to lose control. He lied to them. And he's been doing it ever since. He lies to us and says, God doesn't have this. I know best. And it's to keep us. And Jeremiah, there's a funny story in Jeremiah chapter 10, Jeremiah the prophet who our son is eloquently named after the crying prophet and he proved that when he was little. He cried a lot. Uh, in Jeremiah chapter 10, it says this, like a scarecrow, you've seen those, they're all over, right? Everywhere you go, they're in the Wizard of Oz, every time you see a corn patch or a, or a pumpkin patch, you're going to see a what? Scarecrow, just sitting there, right? Well, I was, was, what are the scarecrows for? They don't look scary to me. Oh, they're supposed to look like a real person and scare all the little birds away so that they don't come eat the corn or eat the pumpkins, right? That's what they're, and Jeremiah picks up on this. This has been going on for a long time. He says, like a scarecrow in a melon patch. That's, that's, who, that's who the enemy is to us, like a scarecrow. Like, he tries to be scary. Ooh, I'm here. God's not really going to help you out. Ooh, and it's like, really, that, that's how we're to approach it. Jeremiah's like, we're to approach the enemy's scariest day as if he's like a scarecrow in a pumpkin patch, a melon patch. Like, seriously, I know that that's not real. Everyone who's a human knows that that's not real. It doesn't work on us. That's how we are to approach this scare tactic of the fear of losing control. You, I know what you're doing, enemy. It's not even remotely scary. That's what, that's what Jeremiah says. Don't fear them. They can't even do you any harm. No one is like you, O oh Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. And sometimes when we get that, 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 yeah, when we get that between us and the enemy, we just need to remind the enemy, you're a scarecrow, and it doesn't work. My God is mighty and powerful. I don't have to worry about the what ifs. I can trust him. Number two, number two. First is we got to take off our mind on the what ifs. And now we got to put our mind on. Some things that God says on the promises of our faith. That the Word of God says if we do this, if we lay our mind and think and ponder on the promises of our faith, then we'll understand that we're not in control ever. He was always in control. Word of God says it this way in Romans chapter 8. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to what? It's up there if I hope. No, not yet. It will be. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to what? Life and peace. When I I have my mind and 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 I let the sin nature control, but what if and all the scary things and yeah, but it leads to death. Spiritually, and now we know anxiety kills people. But when I let the Holy Spirit begin to lead me, when I let my spirit control my mind, it leads to life. And there's that word that everyone's searching for peace. The peace of mind. God, you've got my back. It's literally chaos right now. But I have access to peace that the world doesn't understand. But I put it in you because I'm letting you putting my mind on the promises. And one of the promises is my, when I let the Spirit lead me, I have access to life and peace. In your notes on the Westover app, I added a document. Some of you may be able to see it. But it's a document that I use sometimes when I'm praying. And I, I categorized it. There's a category of addictions, a category of health, a category of your family. And underneath each one of those categories, is a scripture that promises something from the Lord. It is God's word and his word can never return void. And so what I challenge you to do this week in the app is to pull up that document. Maybe you're going to do it tonight here in a moment when we respond. But to pull up that document. And instead of the enemy whispering into, you will always be the addict. You'll always be the addict. You won't have the ability. You don't have the the, the self-control or the self-discipline to get out of that. I want you to open up that document. Find that little Title and read God's Word, what God's Word says. No, you are more than a conqueror in Jesus. And you pray that over yourself and you take your mind off of those things and you put your mind on the promises of God. I just provide it's all right there for you in a little simple flip through it, read it. But it's designed for you to get in your word and get in your prayer time and say, God, I, 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 for my family, my kids, I feel like I raised them in church, but they've left. And I feel like the world is taking them. No, you're going to read the Bible that says, if you raise that child up, they will come back to the Lord. You're going to own that promise. You're going to take that and put your mind on that promise instead of the mind on losing them. So i put that in your notes. Faith brings peace. Worry brings turmoil. Faith draws closer to God. Worry takes you from God. Faith changes things. Worry changes nothing. So tonight, here's the response. If you're in this room and you just feel like you, you, have, you have such a grip on your life that God can never navigate you, can never speak to you, can never change your, your trajectory in your life. You've got such a grip because you're so afraid. But this is all I've had. I've called myself, I've labeled myself this, and if God takes this away, I don't have anything in my hands anymore. That's a good posture to just kind of put both your hands up and just say, I don't need anything in my hands anymore. I need you to free me from the things I've got a grip on, things I've labeled myself with. And this is the response I want you to have tonight. Give your cares to the Lord. Just say, God, I've worried and I've had anxiety about about my, my, my scores on my tests, about my, my, my medical situation, I've, I'm anxious about the future, I'm anxious about my spouse, I'm anxious about this, I'm anxious about bills, I'm anxious about this, can I just tonight just unburden you from the Bible and literally says, cast your cares upon Him. Philippians says it this way, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, we read this, I love this. Be in prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. God's not afraid to say, here's what I've got. Take it from me, and he will guard. I love it. And the peace of God will will transcend all understanding. It will guard your hearts and your what? And your mind. It will put a guard around your mind in Christ. But here's the catch. Whatever you give to God, don't take it back. Really give it to him. Whatever it is that has got a grip on you, and it's preventing you from moving forward. You've held on to it. Maybe it, it's got a grip on you. Now you've got a grip on it. Both are gripping each other. You just need to let go and give it to the Lord and don't pick it back up again. Yeah, but, 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 but what if? Here's the what if. God's already going to take care of it. Let faith arise inside of your life tonight. Let faith be stirred up. How do I do that, Pastor? I take my mind off of the what-ifs, and I put my mind on the promises that are occurred to me that are given and, 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 and presented to me through God's word. So let's just let's take a moment all over this room in, in a personal reflective moment, I, I would ask you to just bow your heads and maybe turn your phone off and put it away or, or put your Bible notes down and, and just for a moment posture your heart. Posture your heart to respond. Are there things in your life that have weighed you down because of worry, because of anxiety? You're nervous about the unknown. You're nervous about the future. Maybe what someone's going to find out about your past. I don't know. But there's freedom in this room tonight. There's freedom from saying, God, I, I trust you in all circumstances. What is it that the Holy Spirit is telling you right now to just say, God, here it is, I I give you, I give you this, my marriage, I give you my dreams, I give you my education plans. What is it that maybe we've left him out of because we wanted to be in control? Lord, I'm dating this guy, but I really never even prayed about it, he doesn't know you, maybe you need to, maybe you need to let go and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Father I pray right now against the fear of losing control of trying to do it all ourselves taking our own destiny in our own hands and and trying to make something happen that God you never designed for us to do or force our way into a place that you're saying, I've closed that door. But I'm opening up a new one if you'll follow me. If you'll trust me. I pray right now in the name of Jesus there would be freedom in this room from this fear. And those of us who have to have it all figured out and all laid out and mapped out perfectly. Let us tonight take one baby step of trust in the right direction towards you. And not letting those plans weigh us down when they don't happen or don't happen in our timeline. I pray right now this is the breakthrough, a breaking of this spirit of fear. This is the one that you say we have a sound mind. Renew this mind of ours, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.